and hello everybody, it is Saturday night, April the 30th, year 2011, hope you're all doing really well, and Patricia and I will be with you throughout the night, I'll give her a call here really soon, but let's uh, first do a prayer, dear Lord, uh, thank you so much for uh, Kim, grandmother, Beth's life, who you took home this week. At this time, look after Kim and Bill and the SDUS family as they grieve the loss of Kim's grandma. Help all the listeners and supporters who also might be going through similar um, difficulties in their life at this, torment, at this moment. Bless all the listeners out there who've been faithful to you. Bless the supporters of the station. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, well, Patricia and I are going to be with you throughout the night, and we'll have fun, and games, and who knows what else. Four, five, six. Don't worry, I was just queuing up a CD, as I was going to call and get Patricia. We're going to throw in some music throughout the night. I'm in just one of those types of moods. And... Do you know who this could be? You can give us a call. Here we are. The snow is snowing and the wind is blowing, but I can weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? For I've got my love to keep me warm I can't remember a worse December Just watch those icicles form Oh, what do I care if icicles form? Oh, I've got my love to keep me warm Off with my overcoat, off with my glove I need no overcoat, I'm burning with love My heart's on fire, the flame grows higher So I will weather the storm What do I care how much it may storm Oh, I've got my love to keep me warm The snow is snowing The wind is blowing But I can weather the storm What do I care how much it may storm Oh, I've got my love to keep me warm I can't remember a worse December Just watch those icicles form What do I care if icicles form Oh, oh, oh I've got my love to keep me warm 
Hello, Robin. How are you tonight? We're super. I'm glad. You're going to turn me up one notch? I, <laughs> I think you're wrecking my ears. I need louder stuff now. Actually, I think it's the phone service, the new phone service. You think it is? Yeah. Are you, am, I, am I better? Make sure I turn myself up some more. Oh, you know, you're fine. You're just perfect. Hi, everybody. This is Lovable we're talking with, and he is perfect. And that's adorable over here. You can give Happy us... Happy Saturday. You can give us a call at 714-545-2071. And we got... We're here tonight, and in a couple weeks, we'll be here, but I don't know when. Okay, <laughs> Juan has one of those crazy schedules. We'll go over... But, you know, and first of all, I have to apologize. Why? I did a boo-boo. Uh-oh, what I, did you do? I did a great boo-boo. Oh, boo-boo there. Boo -boo -boo. How did you do a boo-boo? <laughs> what happened? Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to a buddy, Ron, Monday night through Skype. Yeah? But Ron put in an all-night radio show, then go to bed and do an all-night, an all-day meeting, and he came home and crashed and met the, the time he was supposed to talk to Ron. Uh oh. So Ron, forgive me. It was just We're one. In the dog house now. Yeah, it was just one of those things when you've been awake for 22 hours and the beds are there and it says, "Come here." I went there and then realized what I did. So I'm sorry about that. Well, you know that's not really a huge boo boo. Well, blowing up a power plant would be a big boo boo. <laughs> But missing a Skype appointment, that one can, you can have a do-over on that one. I can have a do-over boo-boo? Yeah. Boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo-boo <laughs> there. <laughs> and then tomorrow, everybody, boo-boo uh, bear will be gone uh, on a business trip for a few days. So there is no live show uh, from California. I'll be leaving in the afternoon after 2 o'clock. So, so there will be no show tomorrow. When are you leaving and where are you going? I'm leaving uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Tim Knopf and I are driving over to Las Vegas to help our friend Beverly Washburn get set up to start recording. Oh, are you going to bet? Yeah, we're going to go over. Well, I, are you going to go to the casino? No, we're staying at a hotel that's not affiliated with the casino. We're staying outside of the, uh, of the tourist area. So it's, not, so it's not really no on a... Lips or, or glamour or flashing lights or anything? Uh, not at the moment, no. It's not on the agenda. Strictly a business deal. But, you know, if we got some time, you know, we can okay, go I'll over there. I'll send you a dollar. Send me a dollar, yeah. Uh, well, awesome. I have always treated me because I've been brought up to look at uh, <clears throat> uh, investment as strictly a business <laughs> game. And so when we go over, we go to play to win. 
and we oh. and that's how we play it. So I'll send you two dollars. Send me two dollars. Yeah, it's going to be late though. That's okay. Uh, that's somehow okay. it got past me that it was going to be Las Vegas that you were. Yeah, well, that's where she lives outside. She lives outside of Vegas. Then Tuesday, we're on the way back. We're going over to see our friend Gloria McMillan. Oh, how nice! Yeah, and we're going to go over to their studio. That would be fun and get them set up. So it's been a trip to get people on board to help us out. And so, so that's the main purpose. I've been gone for a couple of days. So that's why there's no live show tomorrow. And then next Saturday, Patricia Wong will be on the air. But who knows when? All I know will be on the air. So just be flexible. You can email Patricia and say, where you are? And what Patricia will email, I don't know, I'm here, but where's Walden? Well, next Saturday night is our annual spaghetti dinner at the Lion Club, and I am the current president, so I got to at least make sure people are fed. Each one of us will expect a meatball, sir? Uh, you bet. We have a lot, our family is growing, now it's going to be a lot of meatballs. There's meatball, well... Our friend Bob Walker, who is a renaissance man of all dream, was going to feed at least 200 people. So we should have plenty left over. Anyway, so I sh- it could be we could start right on time at 7.30 West Coast. It could be an hour or so later. I just don't know. All I know, we'll be here. I'm not accustomed to having dates like that. I know, but you know, you know, you're just going to have to... Well, you you know me long enough that I'm pretty reliable. When we pretty when, reliable. when you and I go out on t- on the town, <laughs> we we're put, you know I'm pretty steady. Yes. You know you know I'm not gonna stand you up too often. Okay. You know. Oh, well, this is not being stood up. You're right. You know I'm just trying to help the community. I'm trying to feed the people. You're being a good rabbit. I'm trying to do the best You're being thing. Being lovable. That's what it is. I'm trying to help boo boo boo. You know, <laughs> you're just never gonna get it down right. And then two weeks, in, let's see, three weeks from tonight or two weeks from tonight, uh, you know, my other, my next day with Patricia, <clears throat> I might be a little late. Uh, again, I might not be. I might be on time. I'm planning to be on time. Good damn right. Good damn right now. My permission slips now. No, 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 no advance permission. <laughs> You stop at the principal's office on the way in for both of those. <laughs> but uh, two weeks from today, I am producing a show for Norman Corwin um, on Saturday, May 14th for Michael Beal's group, uh, ARC. And so I will get up and sort of, uh, I'm the producer, so I'll be in there for, re- you know, make sure the rehearsal's going fine. Um Norman will be directing The Undecided Molecule, which is the famous show. Uh, done pretty close to World War II, but with the, where a molecule trying to decide if it should be a vegetable, mineral, or animal. All, I think Norman Corwin could make a play out of that. <laughs> all in rhymes. And, yeah, uh, the, um, the Christmas one. Yes, the plot to throw over Christmas, yeah. The, the attempt to overthrow Christmas. Yes. Uh, was also in rhyme, and I didn't realize it until recently that his first love was poetry. Uh huh. He started out in radio. In, I think in the twenties, in fact. Uh huh. Uh, having a poetry show in New York. Correct. 
and in fact, uh, I've been helping our friend Janet Waldo out, and she gave me one of the first things she ever did for Norman is to read poetry over the radio for her, for him on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Oh my goodness! So, so we have that now preserved safely. Uh huh. But uh, anyway, Norman. Uh, hey, by the way, happy birthday, Norman. This this Tuesday. It's his birthday. He'll be turning only 101. And uh, still teaches at USC. 101. Patricia, what are we going to do when we're 101? We're going to be looking for the same vitamins everybody else is taking. (laughs) And in the cast, uh, this will be a live production. You can buy tickets. Um, You see this. Uh, Will be our friend Janet Waldo. Uh, Dick Van Patten, Tommy Cook, Ivan Curry, these are all our friends in radio, uh, Marvin Kaplan, and Norman Lloyd, who did this show originally the first time 66 years ago, who's only 95 and still play tennis every day. Anyway, he was part of Orson Welles' group in the 30s. Uh, anyway. Excuse me while I blush here, Harris. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And I, I whimper about having to walk a block to the mailbox. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, go ahead. So, no, so that's the cast directed by Norman Corwin. Uh, and what is this for? This is Michael Beale is part of the radio, the um, American Archivist, Association of Archivists. I forget the actual title, called ARC. Uh-huh. And these are private and college archivists who... Preserve our American treasures, our sound recordings around the country. And they have an annual convention. And uh, they decided to have theirs this year in Los Angeles at the Wilshire Grand Hotel on Saturday, May 14. And Michael asked me to put together a radio recreation directed by Norman Corwin. So this is a live presentation. Yes. This is not a recording for, nope. you know, storing away uh-uh. or anything like that. And... Everybody's going to be standing there yep. in front of a microphone. In front of a microphone. Phew. So that's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So time we wave and say goodbye to the people after 3 o'clock or so and get home from L.A. I should be in time for you and I to do the show on time. If not, I'll have to be in the doghouse with Patricia for another well, night. I don't think so. I think... Maybe you better consider taking the night off. No way. I wouldn't. I'm these these moment I spend with you. Oh my goodness! Because I'm adorable. You are adorable. Honey. Because I'm adorable. Yeah. I'm... Notes on Norman Corwin before we hop off that, and then we'll get to your lovable side. <laughs> 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 this is going to be a great show tonight, everybody. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. We are here. Uh, Before I get to Norman Corwin, the theme is ice cream and weddings. I'll be back with that in just a moment. Norman Corwin, I believe it was in the 20s, um, heard his first radio. It was a crystal set, and he had no idea what it was. But the name of his show, it was a program with CBS, a 15-minute show, called Words Without Music, and it concentrated on... I thought that was kind of fun. And in the 20s, right? I believe so. I yeah. didn't have a, a year on it. Hello there. You're on the air. Yeah, well, what is this cuddles and adorable stuff? <laughs> oh. 
I'm just trying to get out of her doghouse before I leave for the before I'm off and doing stuff for the next two weeks. You know how it is. Yeah. Which one of you is lovable? Well, I don't know. But I think I've been dubbed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been Get dubbed this. I've been dubbed that by. Oh, got to straighten out. Who are we talking with, by the way? This is Cuddles. That's Cuddles. I could tell. But he's on a different phone. That's why you couldn't tell, Patricia. Like you. Yeah, different phone, right? Okay, well, it sounds like a different phone. Okay. <laughs> sound bad? No, it just doesn't sound like you. Well, wait a minute. Let me check. Yeah, it's me. It's you. Okay. Um, in case everybody else is confused, this is Ralph from California. How are you? Good. Everything's good here. The weather's getting warmer and... Uh... Oh, you getting this... We got Santa Ana's down here today. What about you? You got them up there or not? What was that? I'm sorry. We got Santa Ana winds and really dry temperature today. What about you? you... A, little, a little windy today, but nice and sunny. Uh-huh. If you stayed, uh, you know, out of the shade, you were warm. If you went in the shade, you were cold. Mm. I just turned on the ceiling fan. It's warm around here. All right. We need a chick report here. Ralph? Yes? We need a chick report. Yeah, the chicks in town? Not yet. They haven't arrived. Oh, no. No. How old do they have to be before they can come home? Well, you can get them at one day, but they just haven't popped out yet. Oh, you said they were going to be Easter chicks. Well, that's what the that's what the lady told me. But you know, for heaven's sake, they're going to be layers by the time they get out. They're going to be brooding hens by the time they get out of those little eggs. Hey, they, they'll be Mother's Day gift for next week. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Anyhow, I, I'm ready over here. I got the brooder ready. I got the chicken coop ready. I'm ready. Good. You're going to be a father. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been there and I've done that, so it, it won't be too tough. Yeah, well, you know, these, these little guys don't need midnight feedings, I guess. And you don't have to... I mean, the changing routine is a little bit easier than it was before, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, it's going to be an experience. <laughs> I'm ready for it. You're ready for it. Always ready. It is so good to hear from you tonight. I, I really, I could not, I could not tell it was you on that phone. Really? You know, it's actually the, uh, the same telephone. Yeah. It's a different provider. Ah, and I was just telling Walden, I think the sound level is different because I'm with a different provider. So between the two of us. Yeah, what we did yeah. was we, we, um, we switched our home phone uh-huh. to Verizon Wireless. Right, you mentioned that. Do you like it? Yeah. Okay, I did tell you. Uh-huh, yeah, but um, I need to know if you like it. How is it going? And we use this phone for the outgoing calls because it's unlimited. Uh-huh. And it's really, what, 20 bucks a month. Well, I'll be darned. Not bad. You ought to look into it. I agree. <laughs> Getting nickeled and dimed to death with um, with the service that I have. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm lining up. I'm making out my list of... Um, and another thing. You know, when people get into an argument, they'll, they'll be arguing about how much dirt should go in a flower pot, and they wind up yelling about dinner. <laughs> because somebody always says, and another thing. 
So I'm making up my and another thing list um, of things that I don't think I should be charged for and things I think they should be doing better. Which I, I'm, I'm a good negotiator. I sure hear you. You know, it's it's just uh, it just gets to the point where it's intolerable. Uh, yeah, my um, I had a friend, bless her heart. She grew up in um, a, a really southern southern, and had some wonderful expressions that she taught me. Harvard, are you listening? She was teaching me southern before you, and I guess I didn't do very well. But she had an expression on being nibbled to death by ducks, and I thought that was just so cool because you can't die from a duck bite it'll pinch you but eventually if enough of them bite you enough times they'll kill you uh, yeah if you get enough abuse yeah and but, that's what it is they're being nibbled to death by ducks you get five dollars here and a surcharge of seven dollars there and uh, i don't want to talk about it <laughs> it's saturday night so what have you been up to this week besides waiting for your baby chicks well, we had a uh, countywide garage sale this weekend. A countywide sale? Wow! I have been out on the road, me and Tony, and we picked up a few bargains. You, you're, this is the weekend where everybody buys each other's junk and they still fill up, not junk. Yeah, but you know... Stuff. You buy each other's stuff and you come home and fill up the same space that you emptied out to sell. Uh, I tell you what, I, say, I, I got a lot of bargains and I saved some space. You did? Yeah. Oh, what's, uh, I had a, what's the best one you came home with? What's the best bargain? I got this uh, this uh, flat screen Hewlett Packard uh, monitor for my computer. Whoa. It replaced this monster that I had up here. How much? How many dollars? Five bucks. <laughs> oh, my. And it works? Oh, it's excellent. Oh, wow. Okay. What was the second best bargain you got? Uh, I, I bought a, um, a three-phone uh, telephone system with the answering machine, you know, tight time and date stamp. Uh-huh. Another five bucks. Wow, you know, those things are pricey. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's, uh, uh, we didn't know, you know, you buy them, it's kind of like buying a thing in a bag. Uh, but, uh, God, it's working out wonderful. What did Tony find? Oh, she found a basket, which is going to be uh, an egg-carrying basket. Oh, how cool. She's a, uh, a big-time reader. She bought a bunch of books. Uh-huh. A uh, few implements for the kitchen. And uh, let's see, what else did she get? Uh, I guess that's about it. But, you know, we spent Friday and Saturday just running around. Oh, boy, that sounds great. Well, we're garage sale people. Oh, I am too, except you have to be there the night before in order to get anything of value. I say anything of value. I mean, really, people who shop garage sales start out literally at dawn. Yeah, you have to. You know, it's funny. The garage sale that I, I got the monitor at today, uh, today was the first day for it, but we didn't get there until afternoon, and there's this beautiful monitor sitting on the ground, and I know the lady that was you know, selling it. Mm -hmm. What do you want for that? She says, well, how's $5? She says, if that's too much, just make me an offer. Oh, my goodness. 
So I, I took the thing for five bucks. I set it on the table. Huh? And some some young fellow came in. He says, "Are you selling that?" I says, uh, "No, I, I just bought it." But it's like a, um, uh, from what I can gather off the internet, it's like a two hundred dollar monitor. It's about you know a year and a half old. My goodness. So when this young man came in and said, are you selling that? You could have said, yes, $50. Is that a good price? No, I would never say that. I, I would go for 75 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cuddles. <laughs> this is just, it's really just what I wanted, because I had this big old humongous monitor, which was probably two feet deep. Uh-huh. And, and the screen on this this machine is actually a, a little larger than what I had. Even though the other thing weighs 50 pounds, and this probably weighs 10. Wow. Technology. That's amazing. It is amazing. Really, yeah, it's just so amazing. I look at, I, I get emails from some of these um, buy a bargain places and a couple one of them by the way it's supermediastore.com they have great sales on CDs on envelopes on anything that is media related you can buy it at this place and the prices are usually very very good when they have a super special they'll even send them shipping prepaid it's at supermediastore.com and I was going to, oh, I was going to tell you, I, I get emails from all of these different places. And I look at this, if there's a watch, a, a wristwatch that came in the other day. It does everything except bake bread. I mean, it is just incredible. It's got a compass. It's got, obviously, the, the date and time. Um, oh, it just does everything. It was something like $12. My goodness. I mean, it's just, I mean, who knows how well it's going to work. It's coming in from China. But even if you open the box and it works enough to demonstrate that this thing can do something. Oh, it's a camera. It had a camera in it. And I'm sorry, the camera one was $39. So it had a camera, an audio, a video, a date and time, an alarm. I mean, it just had everything in it. And it was a wristwatch. It was the size of a large wristwatch. It's amazing what they do today. You know, my my background uh, when I was in the service, I was uh, I was a watch repairman. I remember that. Yeah, but watches had wheels in them, and they was you know they were spring activated. Uh huh. They you know they I can't understand how they work, but uh, you know it's a yeah a tuning, a tuning fork or some sort of a quartz setup. Uh huh. And. Uh, I don't know. I thought I knew about watches, but it's a whole new world up. Do you think they hook it up to some computer morale for... And, and uh, you think it's nothing but chips, and they just pull chips out, put new chips in, and... I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. You know? To get all of that in one little itty-bitty box. Oh, yeah, but they can stick it, they can put it into a tiny little area. Uh-huh, it was so many. And smaller than Dick Tracy's two-way wrist radio. You know, that was like uh, Buck Rogers. It was, uh, it was a, 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 just like a view into the future, because so much of that stuff came true. Uh-huh. I, I don't know who thought it up. <laughs> I don't know. But the, the whole Jules Verne thing and... Uh, yeah. 
that's all come to pass, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I have, I have, I've been waiting, I was, hope, I was hoping you would call, I was hoping you would call, because I have a question that has to be answered exactly right. And I'll ask oh. you a regular one after this, but I'm really excited. I want you to answer this one, and then we can go back to talking, okay? Okay. Okay. How did Hopalong Cassidy get his name? I don't know. <gasps> okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna mark that one in green. That one will be out for grabs. People can call, and we'll just take. I'll be kind. Back, uh, back years ago in New York, uh, we used to call him Hopalong Cassidy, the Italian cowboy. <laughs> Hopalong Cassidy. Cassidy. Hop along, Casadich. Oh, Casadich. Oh. Yeah, the Italian cowboy. <laughs> oh, Ralph, you are so bad. Oh, I, you are so bad. I try. I know. It's so good, though. I mean, it really is so good. Yeah, um, okay, how about a product question? All right. All right, what was Dr. Lyons? Oh, that, that was a tooth powder. Right. Yes. Oh. Lion's tooth powder. You are really good, Ralph. I, I, I try. Uh, <laughs> that's what makes you so cuddles. I, I'm wondering, oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if you could still buy tooth powder because it was really great stuff. I don't know. Why, why was it great? I mean, it must have been messy. Did you add water to it? Yeah, you, you just uh, you kind of sprinkled it on your toothpaste, mm -hmm. toothbrush, and you... Added a little bit of water, and uh, you scrubbed your teeth with it, and it was, uh, I guess it was more abrasive than, than toothpaste is today. Ah, okay. Okay, well, uh, in that case, the dentists surely have it off the market by now. I bet I bet it's probably being sold somewhere, probably at the Vermont Country Store or somebody Let's might, see, might have clients. it. You guys keep talking. I'll do my homework yeah, here. I, I bet it is. Oh, you're going to look it up? Good. Yep, she's going to look it up. I'd look it up. That's great. You know, for so <laughs> Bond, who was the announcer for Mary Noble and those different shows, he was the spokesperson many times for Dr. Lion Tooth Powder. I don't believe this. It's all over for sale. Is it really? Well, it says health and beauty, best price, Dr. Lion's Tooth Powder sale. Let's see. Um, Dr. Lyons, oh, I don't think this is correct. Dr. Lyons, bargain prices is rate. I don't think so. You can just keep talking. I'll find it. I'll find it. Old radio commercials. All right. Well, I'll talk to Walden. They're, they're selling it uh, with things like bid on this. It's in the original box. Uh, okay. It's probably not in production, but. Well, that's why I would look over to Vermont Country Store, Patricia. They might have it. Well, let's see. Country store. It's like Lifeboy soap, the old yeah, orange-colored bar of Lifeboy. You can still buy them. Yeah, you can still buy. I think it's made overseas now. Um, well, what is it? <laughs> probably some Chinese company. He might get a lot of products that I was searching are still be made, but they're made outside the country. Yes. Like um. Well, I I I really wonder what people are thinking. We gave up the world's greatest industrial complex. Yeah. 
and having everything made somewhere else. And that's uh, to me, that's where the jobs went. Well, I know my dad's always concerned that let's just say we do have a time in war. Where are we going to produce? The, where are we going to have the products? Yeah, well, you know, our, our military uses ammunition that's made elsewhere. Yeah. Like during World War Two, my God, this country produced all its own ammunition, all its own tanks, all its own electronics. Well, if you think about it, that's in a way that what one World War Two, at least one fact, was our manufacturing plants, our war plants, where you could just outproduce everybody. Absolutely. You know. And of course, you know, everybody was for it at that time. Almost everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's not available unless you want to go to eBay and trust that somebody didn't stuff talcum powder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it in years and years, so I had the feeling it wasn't still around. I, yeah, I, I, it always puzzled me that trying to get powder on a wet toothbrush was more efficient or or did something better for your mouth than toothpaste. Well, would people maybe put it on their finger and then you put it on a toothbrush just to get the right consistency? I don't know. It's still powder, though. Didn't it? Oh, no, it, it worked out pretty good. Okay. I recall I used to wet the toothbrush and then put a little of this stuff in the palm of my hand and, and kind of work the brush in. Ah, okay. Well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Gee, silly me. I'd be sitting here trying to get it on the toothbrush. <laughs> oh, and now that I think about it, that's what I used to do. All right. This is good. Don't you think of a lot of our products, even our hair product, creams and different things like that. I mean, she might, you had a lot more commercials for all the different tonics and creams and things back then than you do now. A lot more personal products and everyday personal products. I mean, I, I don't spend 14 and $18 on a can of hairspray, but those are the kinds of things that are advertised on television. Mm -hmm. so. We're out of mainstream. Well, Ralph, did you do your homework? Oh, I forgot my assignment. What was it? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Well, last week you called. Yes. And I said, oh, this is great. What kind of shows would you like? And you said, um, I'll uh, call you in an email. And I said, I, I must say that I have not done my homework. Not done your homework. So, so now this is going to be two emails, right? <laughs> Did Hopalong Cassidy have something wrong with his leg? I'm not going to tell you. It has to be an exact answer, and I'm I'm not going to let anybody know. Uh, Somebody has to call with the correct answer. No hints. I'm going I'm to go on the internet and try and find it. I'll call you back. Say what? I'll call you back. All right. I'll, I'll look for it on the internet. Well, everybody else has got. I've always said googling is acceptable. Well, you know, he was raised in, in Hill Country, Hopalong Cassidy. He was raised in what kind of country? Hill Country, on the side of a hill. Hill Country. And he always walked around the hill in the same direction, and one leg was longer than the other. <laughs> if he ever got on the level ground, uh -huh. he couldn't walk straight. He, he always walked in circles. I love yours a lot better than the real thing. <laughs> you know, I think it's... It's an interesting business model what William Boyd did. You know, he was made all those movies, what, back in the 30s, right? And then sometime in the 40s, he knew TV was coming in. So he pretty much cashed in all his money to buy all the films and all the rights back. So he figured they could use products in TV. 
I believe he did that with the with the television shows. Yeah, he did it with the TV show. Yeah. And, uh, uh, 60, I remember. 66 movies. Who was it, buddy? California Carlson. California Carlson, yeah. Yeah. He had four sidekicks. Let's see. Uh, oh, and, Andy, Andy Clyde. Uh, uh, who else? That. I don't remember. Two or three other Either. famous ones. California Carlson is the outstanding one in my brain, but I remember reading that he had several more. Uh. So about 66 movies this man made. And then take it the merchandise. Uh-huh. And, oh, pick me. Yes. I've got something about hop along. Pick me, pick me, pick me. All right, all right, all right. Hand is up. Yes, yes. Pick me. Yes. You know, I watched this um, program on TV, uh, American Pickers. <laughs> These guys go around and they they, uh, they buy all kinds of old stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, I've seen that. They found a Hopalong Cassidy bicycle. Are you joshing me? I didn't know. Oh, honest to God. And the thing was, it was, you know, huge price. Uh, it's worth so much money. They must have been apoplectic when they found that one. Did they buy it? Oh, yeah, they bought it. They, they had it refurbished. But when this thing came out, you know, the chain... Uh-huh. Drive chain was white. 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 Oh my! And they had it all redone, and I'm telling you, it was it was spectacular. I never heard of a Hopalong Cassidy bicycle. Yep. If anybody out there in listening land tonight owned or had a friend who owned a Hopalong Cassidy bicycle, please give us a call. Yeah, I never saw one until I see this thing on TV. Never knew they existed. Did you have anything, Ralph, like that, like a Red Ryder BB gun or a... Or oh, yeah, a, I had that. A, a, I had the Red, Red Ryder uh, BB gun, and I had the Daisy pump hmm. BB gun. Mm-hmm. And I had a Benjamin uh, pellet pistol. You lived in a lot of, city. a lot of damage in my youth. <laughs> you lived in the city. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I think of the things that we used to do, yes. if you'd done them today, you'd be a terrorist. Only a terrorist? You'd spend the rest of your life in jail. Yeah. And your mother would be hauled into court for a child abuse. You, you know? <laughs> be taken away by, by social services. We used to walk through the park, and they had lights in the park. Oh, Ralph! And if you uh, if you shoot the the uh, light bulb with a water pistol, uh-huh. it'll blow up. Oh, it'll blow up because of the cold water on the hot bulb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I I almost forgot about that. <laughs> Maybe we should forget about ice cream tonight, and we should talk about the kinds of things that you got away with as kids that would really cause some problems today. Oh, my God. What else did you do? You have to come up with two more, and we're going to ask for other stuff. Oh, uh, I can't tell you that one. That was, <laughs> was that good, huh? You don't. You don't think the um, the woman the the, the term of a, of a, what incarceration has run out in that particular event, huh? Mercy. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that, that me and my friend climbed up in a tree one night, and, and you know the old-fashioned clotheslines 
with a yeah. dunny tin. Yeah. And this lady was putting her laundry on the, on the uh, clothesline. Uh-huh. And she'd pin it on, and she would push it out a little bit. Right. So that she would have room for the next piece of clothing. Right. So she'd turn around to get the next piece, and we'd push it back. <laughs> <laughs> we must have done it for an hour, and that woman was going wild. Oh, that's funny. That's so, funny. Are you talking about the, the clotheslines on the pulleys? Yeah. And they would on each end. clean out the window and hang the laundry on a pulley. She had one pulley on the tree. Uh-huh. And we were, <laughs> we were up in a tree. <laughs> How did you stay up there without laughing so hard you fell down or, or were heard? It wasn't easy. I, I don't <laughs> You get such a kick out of these things when you tell us. Oh, I used to get such a uh, blast out of these things. Oh, you are too. You no, know, I, I had a kid in the neighborhood that, that I really and truly disliked. Uh-oh. And he worked at a, a, a local grocery store as a delivery boy. Mm-hmm. So I called up the grocery store, and I told him, I, I stole my lady voice, <laughs> and I ordered a whole bunch of stuff to be delivered. Oh, Ralph. And I was sitting in the window watching this guy walk by with this huge box on his shoulders. <laughs> so when he got down to the apartment house, which was actually like uh, two blocks away, called up the store and told him that uh, he had come to the door and he was very insulting. And I just couldn't stop oh, around. Really? I was sending all the groceries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you see the guy walking down the street with the big, the big box of groceries. And and you're trying to tell us that there is something worse that you can't even tell us. Yes. Oh dear. Oh dear. All right. Well, we're, we're going to play. Can you top this? We'll see who calls in with something that can top that one. Well, we did all. We did a lot of stuff. Apparently. <laughs> oh, uh, at the uh, elevated subway system right right where we lived. Uh -huh. We had about six different ways to sneak onto the to the uh, subway system. And we used to go all over. We'd ride for hours just for free. It was great. <laughs> oh, Ralph. The island used to go to Central Park. I don't know how you survived. And from from two standpoints, number one, that you survived all of the antics that, that you played and didn't get hurt, but that nobody killed you. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we never hurt nobody. But, well, but nobody hurt you either. We, we got a lot of, we aggravated people. a lot of people. <laughs> dear me. Oh, dear me. Okay, well, we're going to see who can top the clothesline. That was a good one. That was a good one. We'll see. Anybody out there who can top the clothesline or at least match it, give us a call, 714-545-2071. Oh, I wanted to mention, you know, we have a huge section of my father's family that live in Alabama. Oh, yes, we are going to mention that. Oh, I'm telling you what they went through. Are they okay? They are okay, but they almost lost their daughter, <gasps> granddaughter. And uh, the woman sent me a whole bunch of pictures. 
And I don't know if you'd like to see them or not, but if you, if you would, I'll send them one to you. I, you know, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with what I'm looking at on television, Ralph. Yeah. There are times I just have to turn it off and stop looking what, what these people have gone through and what they're going through in the aftermath is just, it, I can't get my arms around it. No, you know, the whole house blows away and people survive. It's amazing. It's, it's, it hurts my heart. Is is. Oh, it's horrible. So, okay, well, well we're going to get uh, some uh, phone calls in and try to keep... I'll your time, but as soon as I find out about Hopalong Cassidy, I'll, I'll call you back. <laughs> okay. I'm sure I can find that. <laughs> you can. With my new monitor, I'll be able to see it well. Able, you'll be able to read it well with your new monitor. That's right. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, I'll let you folks go, and okay. thank you so much. I appreciate you being there every week. Oh, we're so happy you give us a call and that you're out there. Thank you for listening. And we'll call you in a little while. All right, folks. Okay. <laughs> Bye, now. Bye now. Bye-bye. There he goes. 714-545-2071. And one of the things on my list tonight is to talk about what happened with the weather this week. It, it wiped out. It just wiped out entire out half of Tuscaloosa. Um, there are many people who are still missing. The last count I heard was up to 333 are dead. And one of our former DJs, Wayne Shirey, is up in an area that was hit very hard. And we have not heard from him. So um, I'm hoping that Wayne turns on the radio every once in a while and will be able to give us a call and let us know he's okay. Hello there, you're on air. Good evening, people. Hello, Fred. Oh, gosh, Fred can top this. I, <laughs> I feel it in my heart. I don't know. That was pretty tough. That was a good one. What do we have from Fred? Well, we'll give you a few shots. Uh, let's see. One thing I shot in my parents' bedroom mirror. <laughs> oh, Fred, how did you, uh, do I dare ask, how did you do that? I was a typical 10-year-old kid. My dad had this uh, uh, really cool, it looked like an old 45 Colt Western. <gasps> oh, my God. It was actually 22. Oh, dear God. And it looked like a, you know, it looked like a 45 Colt. And I was, you know, I loved all the Westerns and stuff. And my parents were gone. I knew where the key to the gun cabinet was. Brother. So I got into the gun cabinet, and my parents had this beautiful, like, full dresser mirror in the bedroom where the gun cabinet was, and I was practicing my, my fast draw. <laughs> and I did not know the gun was loaded. Oh, yes, we've heard that one yeah. before. And the gun was empty, and I pulled the trigger, and I shot the mirror. There is no way you can hide something like that. Uh, no, but I, I, well, I lied my way out of it. You're kidding. I did. I, well, I didn't lie. Well, I mean, I couldn't lie so far. I mean, I shot the mirror. So, but what I did was I put on this really, like, scared you, act. You, you were looking for chick marks. And I laid the guilt trip on him, yeah. Oh, I could have killed myself over here. Oh, so I was acting you, really, really afraid and petrified so I didn't get in trouble. So you, can, can you spell manipulated girl? <laughs> I hope to tell you, Fred, you just never disappoint us. 
get away with something like that. I know I couldn't. I know I would not be here to talk to you about it. <laughs> I, I would be requesting flowers on my grave. Uh, my father would have killed me. He just would have killed me. Literally. And that was my first fear was, you know, I'm in a lot of trouble here. Um, All right, what was the second thing, Fred? <laughs> uh, let me think. What else did we used to do? Uh, oh, me and my friend this was really bad. I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to admit that I did this. But I did. Um, <laughs> if there's any ex-waitresses out there, I apologize. But we used to steal their tip money and go buy baseball cards. What store? Yeah, we were like the bakery. My parents' bakery. And they had little tip jars because they waited on the counter. Huh? We'd take 50 cents out and go buy baseball cards with them. Oh, Fred, my, you're... It's pretty oh, bad. You yeah. were on a pinnacle. You're not on a pinnacle any longer. <laughs> you, still, you, were, you were way up on... Uh, you just were up there. Well, oh, I confess it's true. I, I did it. Well, at least you're telling the truth. Okay. Did it. Uh, and I guess probably we were actually fairly mellow kids. Um, before we got together as groups, we didn't really do a whole lot of things. We did do, uh, we used to have BB gun wars. And the parents probably wouldn't appreciate that if they knew what we were doing. Oh, my. We shoot BB guns at each other? <laughs> where, where would you aim? I mean, I'm assuming uh, down around, uh, below the waist, right? That was the rule, that you weren't supposed to hit anybody above the neck. Um, but the problem with that rule was we weren't great shots. So we, this lasted about two summers, and then a friend of mine got hit. Almost took his eye out, and we decided that we probably shouldn't do that anymore. Oh my God. It's not very bad. But the reason we started doing that was, that was a practical solution to, uh, we used to play guns and we'd fight, you know. I got you, no you didn't, I was behind the tree, so. We fixed the problem. We played with movie guns, and you knew if you got got, you yelled. Because it hurt. Uh-huh. I, I just... <laughs> Fred, do you know... <laughs> I feel bad about that. But, you know, I was a nine-year-old kid, and nine-year-old kids do stupid things. And that was one of... survived. It, it's just astounding that you all survived. You know? Well, the other two things I got away with. The other thing, like I said, I, I just, I, I, I did. I was, I just laid the old guilt trip on them. You, you shot the mirror and laid a guilt trip on them. Yeah. Now this is good. I did not. Loading gun around children. You're not supposed to do that. Good. All, all the commercials said so. Don't keep loading guns around kids. Uh huh. <laughs> and they did. And it wasn't a total lie. I did scare the hell out of myself. I'll bet you did. And my ears rang for like four hours. You ever see the bed off inside the house? No. <laughs> it makes a very loud ringing sound. Oh no, an awful lot of other people who have shot a gun off in a house. I have it. 
Kyle? I don't know anybody else. You're the only one, Fred. I'm the only one? You're the only one. You take the prize. Well, yeah, you can blame the Hopalot, Cassie, Lord Ranger, all those guys for that, because... Right. Because that was, that, was, that was TV's influence on me. It was all their fault. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> well, then, I think hey, that... We, I, you know, I used to shoot squirrels, too, Patty. You shot squirrels? Oh. Yes, I used to go squirrel hunting. Oh, and then you, you, you and squirrels, Fred, they just... <laughs> they're vicious creatures, you know. They're just not safe around you. No, they're vicious creatures. They're vicious. They are. They will attack you. <laughs> they will. They're a raccoon. They're vicious, too. Raccoons are vicious. This is the Raccoons can be vicious. I agree with that. I don't know about squirrels. Oh, well, yeah, you, you, you never had any in your house, I take it. Oh, I guess under those circumstances, uh, they would they would get a little ferocious, yeah. And we had a bat. I remember one time with a raccoon, a friend of mine, well, it wasn't a friend of mine, this was an adult, and I was working with a uh, developmentally disabled young man. Mm -hmm. I was acting as a companion. And this young man was, he was like, he was in his 20s, but mentally he's probably like 13. Okay. But he was fairly intelligent. I mean, he was, you know, and, and, and I brought him home one day. He said, oh, I want to show you something. And he puts this, comes in with this raccoon and puts it on the front seat of my, my car. And he's like, oh, this is my pet, you know. And he got him out of the tree or something. He, goes, he comes down, I feed him every morning. Well, that raccoon had gotten my cigarettes. It was starting to chew on my cigarettes. Don't mess around with Fred's cigarettes. Well, I thought it was a tame raccoon. Did I reach for those cigarettes? Uh-huh. I'll tell you what. That thing showed me its teeth and quick. They are... The, the teeth are scary. Yes, they are. I, I'll tell you. There weren't too many people I let hold on to my cigarettes, but that, that, I was like, take them. You win. Yep. You win. Yes. Uh, now I started yelling at my quiet. Raccoons and I are not good friends. Oh, they're all scary. Mm. They look like they're cute little creatures, but I'll tell you what. No, they're, and they're wild animals. I mean, it's not their fault. Oh. Um, it was not a good thing to pick up a raccoon and say, this is my pet. <laughs> no. No, it was not. Okay, we're going to give you a question, kid. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, ready as I can be. Oh, uh, yeah, you always say that. I'm going to give you a cartoon comic strip question. Okay. All right. Which comic strip was set in Dog Patch? Oh, I know this. I know you know this. I know this. Um, Dogwood. Or, no, we got the sandwiches. Dog, uh, Dog Patch. Yeah, we got the sandwiches. No, i very good. <laughs> he was not the one with the sandwiches. He ate all the big sandwiches. No, he didn't. Did, did Lou Abner have big sandwiches? He ate a lot. You're right. There always used to be these, like, yeah, like multi-layered sandwiches. Was it him? Well, I know Dagwood had huge sandwiches. Well, but it was Lou Abner, right? Uh, that is correct. Now, um, you want to really impress me? Sure. I'll try. 
comic strip. What's, what's that? Who drew, who was the cartoonist? Who drew the comic strip? Oh. I can't say off the top of my head. I, I should know that, but I can't, I can't recall it. I do, and I didn't even write it down. I know it. I know it. I'm so proud of myself. But I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to, uh, which cartoonist? I'm going to make a new question here. That's a very good question. I knew that. Yes, very good. Okay. Are, are you in the market for for some shows? Uh, let me hold off because I just delivered a whole bunch of those tapes to my that little girl I'll tell you about. Huh? And she's gonna get back to me which one she likes. That's great. Okay. So I might try to start stocking up for her. That's I want to wait to see if she was here and see what she says she likes. So. Huh. That's a really nice thing to do. I'd be happy to make a contribution. You just let me know what you'd like. I'll let you know. Okay, thanks, Fred. Good night, guys. I don't think anybody's going to top the mirror, but let's try. <laughs> oh, bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Fred. <sighs> 714. 545-2071. Can you top this? Can you top this? Now, now the, the shooting a mirror really isn't the kind of practical joke like, you know, readjust for somebody. So uh, I think I'm going to discount the, the gunshot. <laughs> Everything else is game, but not, not shooting people. Hello there. You're on the air. Well, this is like two in a row where I called so early in the I know. It's kind of like, wow, what's what's going on in my life? Wow, what's going on in your life? Did you hear me apologize to you over the radio? What did we apologize for? I, I miss our, our, you and I getting to get on Skype. That was my fault. I, no, I went to bed and I forgot to get up. Oh, it's okay. That was my fault because I got busy and I, and I got, well, anyway. So, yeah, you don't have to worry. Okay. <laughs> one of you were there. <laughs> Yeah, it's lucky you weren't there. <laughs> either one of you were there. That's funny. So either one of you could have said, well, I was there. Where were you? And the other one wouldn't know. See, that's two good friends. They lied to each other. That's two, that two good friends because both of us saying it's our fault and it wasn't nobody's fault. There you go. There you go. Oh, it was, it was, I, did, I did send a both of you an email on some fun television uh, Things. I uh, I got the email and I thank you for it. It's got a whole bunch of links to fun stuff. I haven't tried it. Yeah. Red Skelton, Father Rose Best, Eddie Fisher, uh-huh. kinds of you know stuff. And I'm uh, I'm sure even Walden is going to enjoy this. So I, I yeah. sent this thing over to Walden. Somebody sent it to me from another island, Kauai. Um, oh, she knows I'm a nostalgia buff, and uh, so I yeah we kind of. Send it over to you guys, so should be fun. So how, how? I mean, the weather has been really bad, and it's, it's, we got Santa Ana's here. It's hot, dry, and windy. So I have the, uh, I got the fan going on. Yeah, um, I'm like Patricia. I really felt bad for the people in Alabama. You know, it was. Um, my sister lives in Alabama, and she was just south, about 45 minutes south of the the really terrifying stuff. So she was very, very fortunate, but we've got an awful lot of people up there who... What about our friend David? Have you heard from him? Oh, my gosh, no. Now, okay, David, I think, is associated with the university, and I yes. think the university got hit. I was hearing you the football, I was hearing, I was hearing you the football coach, uh, University of Alabama, yesterday talking about the tornado blowing through the school campus. Uh-huh. 
You know, a friend of mine one time was driving through, uh, I forgot what state it was, but he, he saw what the, what tornadoes can do. And at first he didn't know what went wrong. He saw one house, then he saw a big space where another house could have been. And he thought, now why would the neighbors live so far away from each other? But he found out that the tornado uh, came and, and just knocked the house over, you know. And I mean, tornadoes can be really, really dangerous because you don't know where it's going to go, you know. And you don't know when they're coming and where they're going to go. I've always said, you know, at least with a hurricane, we have noticed. We know they're coming, but not with a tornado. And then some people, they try to follow the tornado, and that's kind of dumb, too, because the tornado could turn around, you know, could just... Yes, they don't necessarily follow a straight line. They don't ever follow a straight line. Let me see where David is. Gosh, oh, I'm, I'm so embarrassed I did not even think about David. Oh, who's David? David's David our, is... Um, he's a friend who's a, who teaches at University of Alabama, I believe. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure which university it is, but University of Alabama. He's in Northport, Alabama. Okay. So let me see what happened there. David, I hope you're listening, and I hope you can give us a call. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, David... Loves old time radio and think about using it a little bit in a classes. Yeah. Hey, so. by the way, Walter, it sounds exciting um, that old time radio convention in uh, Seattle. And in June, yeah, it it it's gonna be fun. I'm uh, I'm working on that one. Also, working on the one in New Jersey, and and I was talking to uh, my friend. Uh, I'm working on one in LA, in LA in November and one in May. So I'm. I got my hands in four of them. There's one in L.A.? Yeah. Where in L.A.? We're going to be at the Beverly Garland Hotel. In November? In November, uh-huh. November what? It will be probably the second Saturday. Or the first Saturday. It might be at the first Saturday, like November the 6th or something. And, and, and... Uh, like an all-day lunch kind of thing. It's one day or two days? It, this one, I think, going to be one this year. One day? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That should be exciting. That should bring in a lot of people. It does. It, and I think cause most of the old-time radio people live in L.A. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah we're not it, too far. It's not too far for them. Yeah, that sounds like a real fun... We, uh, last year in November, we had, you know, 20, 15 to 20 on the stage, and then there 40 in the audience having lunch with everybody. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's still about 80 or so from the old-time radio days who are still with us. Which I think is remarkable, if you think about it. That's still living. Huh? Yeah, still living, yeah. 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 November. That's a, that's a nice time in L.A. It's, it's, it's getting, it would be kind of cool in L.A. around that time. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a nice time of the year. A lot of people like to use it because it's a vacation for them. Um, so, that probably be the first Saturday in November, what I think. Um, is that, I, I, does it go to a nighttime also, or what? Yes. Uh, sometime, it, it will go, the one in LA, I think we're running, I wouldn't be probably be like from 10 to 5. To 5? Uh-huh, 10 to, 10 to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Do they have people that um, are there that sell them? Um, CDs and memorabilia. LA is not really known for that because most of the dealers around the country live in the East Coast, so they're the ones that go to New Jersey and the Cincinnati Old Time Radio Convention. You, you Seattle, 
sells their own stuff. You know, in other words, they have their own store and they sell, make their own products and sell them. L.A. doesn't really seem to go for that. I wonder, yeah. Well, that's interesting. You know, it's a different, it's a different audience. L.A. is set up if you want to go see the show, see the panels, and sit down and have lunch with the different radio people who are at your table and talk about it and watch the shows and, and talk to each other. You know, that's sort of what L.A. is all about. So I guess Patricia won't come then. Well, Patricia's been to L.A. Yeah, one time I was. She's been to L.A. You went, you went to L.A.? Yep. Huh, one time. One time. That was my big foray out. That was so what, Is that not when your birthday is? Because maybe you could celebrate your 79th birthday in I L.A. Know. or something. Then I would show up just to... Say happy birthday for your 79th birthday, because, you know. That would, uh, this, that's right. This year would be my 79th birthday, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, we will ask you what kind of vitamins you take, you know. And... Right. <laughs> when I grow up, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, by the way, do you, uh, Patricia, do you have in your, um, in your vast repertoire of shows, Always ask, always ask before, always, always, always open button to enter attachment. I like Christine, Costco, Don, MP3, left parents.